Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Reamer, joined by Kyler Staley. We, lo- we lose Dominique for the 1A Podcast. Of course, if you're listening to the 1A Podcast first, you'll gain, we'll gain Dominique for the other ones. But depending on which order it is, it's just going to be the two of us for this one. How was the IU Xavier game? It was awesome. It was, man, it was fun. I'll, I'll tell you what, the Centaur Center, major props to them. That, uh, yeah. that arena is awesome. Uh, the fan base, Xavier's fan base is awesome. Their student section was awesome. I mean, it was the true definition of a hostile environment, you know, on the road. And, uh, you know, it was kind of fun, you know, going on the road and seeing Indiana as the villain. Um, so uh, it was a great game. I mean, IU came up with the win, obviously, but uh, it's going to really help them throughout the season. It's a really good tournament win, I think. I think Xavier will be a uh, – they'll be a top 25 team uh, before the season's over. Two, two takeaways from watching the game then – one is all the who's your daddy signs in the Xavier student section. <laughs> original. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, very original. Of course, the answer is who's your daddy. We are. That's and by we, I mean I, you, not me. I mean, that's probably what they were saying. Who's your daddy? We are. If I was Xavier Johnson after the game, I'd been looking, yeah, we're your daddy. I think uh, uh I think Trace Jackson Davis, um, uh, I think he said something to that effect, uh yeah. when it got in line. So it was a little chippy at the very end of the game. Got really yeah. chippy. And then the other thing I thought was addressed by Anthony Leal on Twitter. IU fans were so loud and since Xavier Band had to play to drown him out. Oh man, it was a uh, it was incredible. <laughs> so like it was right after the Miller Cop shot at the end where they got extended yeah. up to 8 points. Um I think uh, a foul or something occurred and they went to immediate timeout and there was this loud let's go Hoosiers chant and for mm-hmm. a split second me looking at my computer I thought I was in assembly hall. Yeah. For just a split second. It was awesome. And then, of course, you know, the band starts playing and the Xavier fans start booing heavily when that happens. So, And IU still almost managed to give that game away. They did. But, hey, last year's team does. I think this year's team, they found a way to get it done. Well, as good as – not that people are listening to this to get the IU-Xavier review, but as as good as Trace Jackson Davis was, uh, Malik Renault saved their bacon. He did. He, he stepped he, he, up. And I was, and I was happy that – Woodson stuck with it. Yeah. I and mean, it wasn't race, race. Race didn't have a horrible game. He rebounded. He was good, you know, but, but Malik was just a different, different level of aggressive yesterday and paid off. Yeah. All right, man. One, a top 10. I mean, the, the biggest thing about the one, a class this year is that 21st century or Gary, 21st century, North Davies and Tenley, even though Tenley's lost a lot of kids, all, are no longer at the 1A level. So the, the three most talented teams at the 1A level, including your defending state champs, uh, are no longer are, are no longer um, at the 1A level. And it's it's definitely uh, <laughs> definitely going to show on this list. I had a hard time figuring out who my 10th would be. Uh, yeah, every, same. 
every year this you know there when there's rankings every year there is obviously teams that come and go and teams that surprise and and all that that's i mean that's basically what it's it's going to how it's going to have to be um the state runner up lafayette central catholic is, is still going to be part of this mix um based on experience how they they could be they could end up well we'll just get to it number 10 i don't i didn't have a 10th team oh. you know I, I and i'm not going to give a 10th team I, there's there's some candidates seton catholic's got a couple of nice pieces um you know argos with, with you know with jj morris but they they lost a lot jacks i mean teams that were good were just we're gonna have to have a team that unknown underclassmen that step up i mean i guess seton catholic to me would probably be would probably be the best candidate um you know mason harvey and um um hold on let me get braden hogg had to get my brain set there for a minute you know those two guys are both juniors both of them are, are high scoring kids and but I watched them get destroyed by university last year at, at university. And, you know, you wondered, I, I'm not real sure about what they are defensively. So they, they've got some questions to answer. To me, they're, they're as close to a 10th team as, as you could get. And I guess just by default, that's kind of where I'm, I'm going with. Who do you have at 10? I mean, I, I think I'm probably going to go your route. Um, my 10th team, I'm looking at them, I'm not, I can't even think why I had them in there when I did this list last week, so I'm not even going to mention them. But, um, I mean, I, I think Seton Catholic, you're, you're pretty – Who that, was the team? No, say one. the team. We got nothing else to talk about. I, I got I got Rock Creek Academy. Oh, you, that, you had them at 10 or you don't – Yeah, I've got them. I'm, I had that – that's the team I had at 10. But I'm, oh. I'm looking at while I'm trying. I mean, they went 14-9 and nine last season, lost to Borden in the sectionals. I mean, I think they're sectional – that I think they have a good chance to win their sectional. I don't know what Borden brings back this year. I don't know how Lanesville is going to be. Um, of course, West Washington. I, I, well, I don't know. Lost, lost one of their better players to Corden. So, okay. Corden getting a nice transfer. Yeah. All right. Who was your ninth team? I had Orleans at number nine. Okay. Um, Man, I mean, I grew up in Bedford, so really, really close to Orleans. I went to a lot of Orleans games growing up. Um, so I'm very well familiar with Tom Bradley and how just fantastic of a coach he is. Yeah, you know, they was good, always good, and they just don't. They don't have like okay, they they bring in in hall. Like you got in hall coming back, um, 2024. Um, then you got Rylan uh, Crocker. He's a 2025. You got some solid kids on there, but they never just have like studs or anything. They're just well coached and they're just always tough. Um, they lost to Bar Reeve last year in the state playoffs. Uh, you know, they. I was looking at the roster. They got a good mixture of older and younger players. But right. I mean, it just comes down to coaching. They were, yeah, they were. I'll get to them when I when I get to them. But they, they're young. They were young last year. They're they don't have any really seniors this year. So I'd be, be interested. I mean, well, I'll talk about them when we get to my mine. I've got. I had Edinburgh ninth. And okay. a lot of that is is based around Caleb Dewey, his, his abilities. They they did lose some seniors last year. They they should get some more production from Jarrett Turner as well. But Caleb is 
is a fantastic score at that level. I think Edinburgh uh, plays a pretty decent schedule. I know last year they played Gibson Gibson Southern. They played North Davies, and it was it was a game down to the wire. Um, trying to pull their stuff up right now. Uh, their their game against North Davies was ended up being a, an eight, an eight point game, but it was a tight game down the stretch. And their regional game was a one point game. And I mean, I they play now. Granted, some of the teams, some of the smaller schools in their area, typically are are pretty good. Um, but they play a pretty good schedule, and they and they are part of the Johnson County uh, County tournament. So they're definitely getting some built-in tough games there against the likes of Greenwood, Center Grove, Whiteland, Franklin. I mean, they're the the baby of that group. They play Indian Creek, um, you know, which may be a conference schedule or a conference game. What's their their conference? Yeah, the, no, their conference is Hauser, Morristown, North, South Decatur, Southwestern, Waldron. So, the, you know, Indian Creek is a good schedule for them. You know they don't they don't take things lightly there and and you know and Caleb Dewey is definitely an offensive presence. Who'd you have at nine? Uh, Orleans. That's right. Who'd you have at eight? Um, I've got <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I've got Argos. Um, okay. At number eight. I mean, uh, main reason for me is that I'm just real high on JJ Morris. Um, I really like his game, especially at the one A level. You know that guy can score at all three levels and just a real tough player. Um. And then he's approved a lot, you know, over the past few years. Uh, won seventeen and six last year. They do, like you said, they do lose a little bit, but I think I still think they'll be a pretty solid team, especially in the one A, you know, Northern Indiana area. I've got Lutheran at eight, and obviously the the, the bulk of it is Cam Patterson and his brother KJ. Uh, Cam is is a little bit better than his than KJ, but they're both six five, good athletes. Uh, both both are good 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 motors rebound well cam is a little bit more skilled uh i i remember talking about them last year thinking and not really sure what their guard play was trying to figure out the difference between them and tenley obviously they beat tenley in the sectional uh which was you know still i i think still an upset even though lutheran was really good you know they they finished the year i mean their six losses last year were to edinburgh southport Beach Grove, Burbuff, and then the one against Triton Central was probably their worst loss of the year. Uh was a little surprised the scoring margin they lost to Jackson Dell in the regional, um, in the regional final. Uh, but you know, they beat a good Metropolitan team last year. They beat a good Tinley team. They beat Crispus, they beat Crispus Addicts during the regular season. Um, they beat one, two other 4A teams and you know the 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 thought this year is as much as they return those two guys up front which is the main cogs of their team again guard play I'm not sure what it's going to be uh there's there's guys that are going to have to prove that they can do it at the varsity level I mean they're still going to be good I mean but but in terms of getting over the top and getting through and competing for a state championship that's where the rubber is going to hit the road for them you said who was who'd you have at eight? God, my brain's Argos. Much. Argos, okay. So now I had Rock Creek Academy at seven. Okay, yeah. Please and go more. <laughs> they they've got unique size. They got unique size or four eighteen. And and by size I mean length. I mean Mariel Diapers seven seven one. 
Um, he is thin. His feet are improving. Um, he is a he is a, a rim protector, which, which is you know would hopefully he would be at seven one. He is uh, improving his discipline. He's he's improving his outside skill. He he does he does have a hard time playing through contact in the post, uh, but he does have three point range. Definitely has mid mid post shot range potential. Um, you know, and when he's when he's really engaged defensively, he's he's good. He, sometimes he gets lost out there, but he's look. He's only been playing basketball for like four years, four or five years, and so some of this stuff, especially his sophomore, junior year, just really new. So looking to you know looking to see how his maturation process is going. They also have Jalen Treat, who's six seven, built like an offensive lineman, but he's got nice touch and really good hands. Um, and then their guard play, Ladarius Wallace is their their main guy in the backcourt, and you know all those guys. This will be their third year of of varsity uh, for those three guys, and you know they're they've had a hard time getting over the hump. Borden's been their been their nemesis. Uh, I don't have Borden in my top ten because, like you, I didn't have much intel on them. Uh, but right, I've got Rock Creek number seven. Who was your seventh? Um, this is where I had Indianapolis Lutheran. Okay. So yeah, and you you pretty much nailed exactly what I kind of had on my thing. So yeah, number seven for Lutheran. Who was your sixth? Um, I've got Greenwood Christian. Okay. Um, so went seventeen and ten last season, losing to Lutheran. Uh, they went on like a nine game winning streak, I think, last year before uh before they lost. Uh, you know, started off really hot. Um, they bring back, you know, a couple of good 2023s at the one, a level Blake shoemaker and cannon mills, uh, really like them. And then I'm, I'm really, um, I've been really impressed. And especially I saw him in the fall league, Max Boer, a 2024, uh, shooting guard wing, um, yeah. can really light it up. I mean, like I, I played against my team that I coached in the fall league played against, um, played against him and then he had a quick trigger. I mean, he didn't need much space to get a shot off, um, but yeah, I, I like this Greenwood Christian team, and they look like they're going to be pretty solid going into the season. I had Liberty Christian at six. Uh, Troutman's Eric and Ethan. I don't know if they're cousins or brothers. Uh, yeah, I have them listed as brothers. But are they on, twins? They, they play on different <laughs> falling tw- teams, so I'm not sure what that was about. They're both seniors, right? Yeah, and okay, then probably they're. If they're not twins, then they Ethan have to is, be. Ethan is the better shooter, but Eric is a good shooter. Eric has been – he was highly regarded in middle school, one of the top guards in the class. He he had some issues fitting in his freshman, sophomore year, kind of finding his own way, uh, coming up through Anderson. But then last year found a home at Liberty Christian and had a good year. And then they've got Kobe Wright, who's a six eight forward, who's got nice skill. And – and – Good touch for a big kid, but also when he's engaged, defense. When he's engaged, he can re, you know he's rebounds. He just got to work on a consistent motor. Um, but they and Cedric with and Cedric Anderson, who's a nice athlete at six three six four. If if they can get that group together, and and have a cohesive de- defensive effort, that, that that's a team that could cause some issues because they've got they've got quickness, they've got offensive skill. Um, and they they've got a decent amount of length too. I, you know the rest of the roster I think is going to shape up as far as who steps up. But 
but that's who I've got at sixth. Um, who was your sixth team? Greenwood Christian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So who? So I had Marquette Catholic at five. Um, that's who I had. They they do they do lose. You know, it was a little. They do they they lose a little bit of their from their senior class, but they've got they bring back Lucas Ballin, they bring back Jason Kobe, uh, Gary Lewis have a bigger role this year. Um, what I don't know what others what other size they have, or you know, did they get? I, I guess it'd be nice to know if they got any transfers. This this is where research would come into play, maybe. <laughs> it's very minimal at the one A level. A lot of times you can't find a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you send out text messages; they don't they don't get back to you, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I really like balling. I like his versatility at that. He reminds me a lot of Gage Sefton at Blackhawk Christian. That's a good comparison. And, yeah, I mean, they're both six five, six six. They both they both serve as ball handlers uh, for their for their team. You know, I was I was surprised last year at. Marquette Catholic's record, and they are they they are going to lose. They did lose Kirk Mana, who's a big big weapon for them last year. I mean, he was their second leading scorer and and leading rebounder, but but Balling brings that same level of of production back, um, along with Kobe and and for some reason I think they got a transfer and I can't remember who who it would be, but who did you have at five? That was Marquette Catholic. Okay, so we yeah. We, so who was what, your four? I mean. Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was I'm just going to say, you, you know, Lucas Ball. I mean, that's two of their top three scores from last year returned. So, uh, meaning Lucas Balling had six <laughs> average 16 points uh, per game and seven rebounds per game. So, obviously, he's he's tough. But, yeah, I've got them at uh, at number five as Who well. Who's your fourth? I've got Ligoti. Um Okay. Yeah, I've always been high on Peyton Bledsoe. Um, you know, he averaged 20, uh, 20.2 points per game. Uh, last year, um, easily their best player, and I would say you know one of the best um, you know players in Southern Indiana. Um, they lost that first round of sectionals last season to Orleans in overtime. Really good game. I I love sectional sixty three. You know because I kind of grew up in that area. Brutal. Uh, so I mean, big big fan of them. Uh, I I see. I see Orleans coming out of that sectional this year, but Lagodi's going to be right there with them. So. Uh, uh, Peyton Bledsoe is going to have a fantastic senior year. Well, you've got Lagodi ahead of Orleans. Yeah, uh, I know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think. I think the reason why I have Lagodi ahead of Orleans is because I like Peyton Bledsoe, and I think um, I just look at talent at the one A yeah. level. So that's the reason why I had them above that. They're probably um, deep. They're deeper. Yes, I would say without, that. But. Without knowing who, without knowing who might step up for Lagodi, I think Orleans is is deeper, and it's just mostly yeah. because those guys have had more varsity opportunities when they were younger. Yes, and I, I think it, it's honestly. I mean, I know I went back on my word a little bit there, but I mean, it's just, it's kind <laughs> of a toss up. So one um, A is tricky. <laughs> it's one. It's tricky, but I, I had Lagodi. I had Lafayette Central Catholic at four, defending state runner up. They they lose an awful lot in Clark Barrett and um, and Clark Obermiller. I was really impressed with Obermiller in the state final game. Uh, he was I liked his versatility. 
Clark was a lot like his brother Carson too, in terms of his versatility, running a lot of offense through him. Uh, but they, but they bring back, they bring back, guy, you know, three guys that can score Tanner Fields. Um, one of their better shooters from last year, uh, Ben Mazur, their, I think was their, their point guard, well, at least one of their primary ball handlers. And then Albert, Albert Schweitz or Schwartz, sorry. Albert Schwartz is also a kid that I, he got, he got a lot of run as, as, as a freshman or as a sophomore and, you know, should step up in the bigger shoes. Um, my third, my third, wait, who was your fourth? Ligoni. God, why is my brain not working? My <laughs> third was Orleans. Okay. They, they've, they've got the three juniors, Hall, Ian Hall, Xavier Austin, Carter Allen. Um, you had mentioned Ryan Crocker as a sophomore. I don't know a whole lot about him yet. Uh, Blake Love, Bryce Jones. I mean, they've got, they return their top five guys or at least five of their top six guys, right? And Crocker is yeah. a kid that should see a bit, have a bigger role. But a lot of the things I've not seen them play, and I, I in that they're juniors, I definitely want to make a make a trip down there to watch them play this year, because it is kind of a blind spot for me. Uh, yeah, but it is a tough sectional. I mean, that's Bar Reeve has been has been studs in that sectional. The Goatee, Orleans, part of that mess. Uh, North Davies was part of that mix when they were in one A last year, but of course they got bumped up to two A uh, due to enrollment, and then of course they moved up to three A. You know, for whatever you know, for whatever reasons, um, but I mean, I'm like you. I I really liked them. I just I thought their depth and and, and just having a lot more known pieces at this level plays a role. And and you know, but like you, it's sectional sixty three is loaded, and I haven't named one of them yet. So clearly, I think one of them's a little bit ahead of them. Who was your third? <laughs> um, this is why I had Liberty Christian. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I got them. I really like them. Obviously, they're no strangers to being, you know, among the favorites in Class 1A. Seems like every year they get, they're kind of, you know, viewed as some favorites and stuff. But, I mean, you, you nailed pretty much everything. You know, Kobe Watson, really good player. He's going to make a major leap this year. Well, we, we touched on this in the 2A podcast where somebody wrote about North Davies saying that he this guy thought, again, these are, you know, who knows who these people are? Just like who knows, you know, they don't, who knows what I know? You know, or what the hell I think. <laughs> he said North Davies moved up to 3A to stick it to the IHSA for their, quote, private school problem or private school issue. And, you know, at 1A, we're seeing it here. You know, we're seeing it here. Lafayette Central Catholic, Marquette Catholic, Liberty Christian, Rock Creek Academy, Lutheran. None of those are, are traditional public schools. All those, actually, all those are private schools. And I don't know if Marquette Catholic is part of the part of a diocese or if it's like more like Rebuff or Cathedral, but Lafayette Central Catholic is definitely, you know, part of the Lafayette Catholic diocese. Uh, Rock Creek Academy is, I don't know if it's a charter school or a private school. Uh, Lutheran is is a private school. Um, I've got Evansville Christian second. Again, another private school. And if you want to hear my 2A diatribe on on the, that that what I just referenced, listen to it there. It's toward the end. Nice plug. But, yeah, but we are, <laughs> you know, the, the the political implications of what happened 23 years ago has led to this. Especially the Liberty Christian, Rock Creek Academy, Evansville Christian. I mean, Evansville Christian's only been an IHSA school for five years. IHSA school for five years. 
Central Catholic has always been around. Marquette Catholic, I know, has been around, but I don't know how relevant they've been athletically until the last maybe decade or so, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, Liberty Christians, a brand new school formed as Madison Heights and Highland closed. So it's like I said in the 2A podcast, as these kids left community, as these families left communities and pulled their kids out of, out of public schools, they weren't going necessarily going to other big schools. They were going to smaller schools and making those schools better. Not that, not that any of these law, these laws had anything to do with athletics, but then a school like Liberty Christian comes along and says, Hey, we're filling a void here academically and oh by the way we, we, we're gonna have a good athletic program too and now we're seeing it you know so s- small especially rural fa- fans of rural community teams complain about private schools etc so forth it, it's <laughs> because 23 years ago we decided school choice was a thing and um go listen to a podcast for a deeper <laughs> breakdown of that but i had evansville christian number two josiah dunham i mean stud best player in 1a maybe yeah i would say so i mean he's he's easily one of my favorite players to watch in the whole entire state i mean i don't know where he stands with evansville offer but but he's pretty good um definitely i think i think he's division one kid He'll get better offers than that, I think, too. You think so? I, I, I draw I a line so. there, maybe. He he, uh, he looks really good. I, I think once you, you see him more, you know, at, at for Indiana Elite this next summer, I think more teams are going to be, you know, wanting to pursue him. They'll also return Jake Schnepper, Jackson Chesser, but Dunham, Dunham's the guy. So who's your number two? I had Edinburgh. Okay. Uh, yeah, Caleb Dewey, you know, probably one of the most well-rounded players in Class 1A. You know, 21 points, 6.4 uh, rebounds, 3.1 assists last year. I mean, and then that team went, you know, 22-4 and four last season. North Davies isn't there anymore. So, um, I, I think uh, I think they're a real contender to come out of the South. Yeah, and they just they lose a lot. That's, that's the difference. I mean, as much as I couldn't really come up with a 10th, I think this list, and it's proven by how kind of we we differ, is is pretty pretty uh, evenly matched. I mean, I think these nine schools there could be a lot of parity here, and we we could miss, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, I'm anxious to hear number one is my number one's Lagodi, and you had him at fourth, Peyton Bledsoe. I mean, he's if he's not the best player in the class, he's the second best player in the class, right? So I would say so, yeah. I would say second. In my I opinion. mean, he does a lot of stuff for them, and and tremendous, tremendous shooter, unlimited range. At least you know, <laughs> this level it seems like it. Um, <laughs> Parker Arvin gives him a little bit of size. Isaac Eagle comes back. You know, those two guys return. Eagle, you know, is more will will assume some ball handling duties, but a lot of times Bledsoe just brings it up, and they do a lot of stuff with him. He's a tough matchup. He can post a little bit. He actually can score off ball screen action. Um, he he can also be a ball screener and and get the second catch and you know get the get the back action catch and and be a tough tough matchup there. Uh, you know if 
Bar Reeve is going to be down this year. North Davies has moved out. It's it's them in Orleans, right? In sectional sixty three. I you know who knows. You know who knows if somebody doesn't step up, but it's those two guys appear to be the class of that sectional. And if you're the class of that sectional, then you've got a really good shot of of getting to the state championship. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, who was your number one? I had Evansville Christian. Okay. I mean, uh, what this is their? I think this is their first year as an eligible IHSAA member, right? Uh... I mean, but anyway, it, while you're looking that up, I mean, the talents there. I mean, last year they proved their ability to play with the best of the best. Um, like we mentioned, Josiah Dunham, man, I'm just a big fan of him. Twenty six points, yeah. six rebounds, four eight or uh, four assists last year as a sophomore. Top ten prospect in the twenty four class. Um, I could see him move up into the top five, if I'm being honest with you, um, just because of how the 24 class sh- is shaping out. But the, I mean, this is their first year. Yeah, I, I thought it was their second year. But last year, was yeah. Their first year. But I'm all I'm all in on uh, Evansville Christian this year at one A. Just simply, really simply because of Josiah Dunham. I mean, they lost Lagodi last year. They beat Orleans. They lost to North Davies in overtime. They lost to Lagodi in overtime. Uh, this was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost to Bloomfield, who was really good last year. We didn't. Neither one of us named them. They, uh, they lose a, a bit, though. Bloomfield. Oh yeah, they lost a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, yeah, that's why I didn't have them. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, one A is. It's it's balanced. I think Orleans is the one team that has answers at every position, or at least known answers at every position. I think Liberty Christian, you know, if they can, if Kobe Wright is active and I mean he's six eight, he's different, you know, and he's skilled. He's not he's not necessarily a he's not a uh, back to the basket guy. I mean, he can probably be that guy in, in situations. Um, but if they can really get him engaged on, on the glass, I mean, Liberty Christian could be is going to be a tough out. Uh, you know, Central Catholic, I think, has got a new coach this year. So we'll see where where, where that the direction of that program goes. Um, you know, and then you just the, the star power of Lagodi and Evansville Christians intriguing and and. You know, but at the end of the day, Lutheran is going to be the most tested. Well, Lafayette Central Catholic and Lutheran will, will be the two most tested teams coming into March as far as their regular season schedule. And, and that matters, to me at least, because you, you you play tough teams during the year. You know, that you, you, you kind of punch above your weight class a little bit. It makes the state tournament look a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Anything else in this class? I mean, we kind of knew this would be a shorter one simply because, well, one, there's just two of us <laughs> instead of instead of instead of a third voice, um, which isn't which isn't better. I mean, it's I would have rather had Dominique's perspective on some of these teams, especially the Northern Indiana teams, uh, but he couldn't be part of this podcast. Um, anything else here at one A? Are we, are no, we I mean, any, any players that we're missing, we we didn't do this in the other classes, but we've 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 both got about I've got about ten minutes, you've got about twenty five minutes. 
So we've, we've got about six or seven more minutes here to, to chat. Any players that we didn't name that should be mentioned? Honestly, off the top of my head, I, I don't know. I'll have to pull up my prep hoops rankings. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that is my uh, list of players. <laughs> I mean, because I think you – you know, you have you made a great point about you know another star power is obviously. It's what it well, is. I mean, we didn't name Ten, we didn't name Ten, oh, Tenley's two A. It's like we didn't name Tenley. I'm thinking, damn, screwed that up. But no, they got they moved up to two A. Um, I don't know. Going down here, Bar Reeve loses a lot. Bloomfield loses. Jackson Dell loses a ton. Going down some of these teams that were. Barry will somehow find out a fact, figure out a way to be good, though. I can see any, that. Any metro, any metropolitan, they lost. You know, their big kid, the David Merriweather's at Lawrence North, who officially, I don't know if you saw from Kyle Nendrip's tweet, is officially ineligible. Yeah, they they as of yeah as of we did the four A podcast the other day, he was not eligible. Yep, he's what officially is- ineligible. Springs Valley was good last year. They graduated a ton. Covington graduated a decent amount. Fremont graduated damn everybody. I mean, I looked at Triton. Borden, I think, is going to be the one the one question mark is the one team we didn't have a whole lot of intel on. I mean, Bethesda Christian will be will be decent, but they don't have any like God, we gotta talk about this kid. At least not yet. I've kind of maybe slept on Greenwood Christian a little bit. I didn't know Cannon Mills was there. I thought he was a like Bloomington Tabernacle or something. Uh, I mean, from when I'm looking at my list, he's still at Green Greenwood Christian. I could be wrong, but I thought his dad took a coaching job. May have. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Randolph Southern, that mess didn't materialize last year. God, what an issue that was. We could never get details. On that, nobody in Richmond would talk about it. What? Uh, I, I guess I missed this. They had a bunch of transfers last year. <laughs> come in like or go out. Come in. It looked like a small college team. And it was oh. all attributed to this guy that um, he was a former prep school coach at Indiana Elite Academy, which is there in Richmond. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't remember what it used to, what it used to be called. Uh has nothing to do with Indiana Elite. But they, um, this guy brought a bunch of dudes in, and and then turns out they, I don't think they were eligible to play, and Oof. their team picture looked really, really good. <laughs> Oof. I mean, I mean, Blue River, Wyatt Thornburg, that's probably a name we need to, you know, that needs to be put out there. Um, Daleville's interesting because their coach is going to coach girls and boys. And is the only female coach, varsity head coach in the state. I, Damn, I don't know. that's a that's yeah, a that's job. Gonna right a, that's going to be an undertaking. Uh, yeah. Traders Point, Coach Busick, second year there. He'll, you know, he's going to get that thing going here pretty soon, more than likely. Um, I'm just trying to go down the list here, look for names. I mean, Brandon Myers, right at Evansville Day. Yep, good player. I mean, he's productive. I mean, I think he's going to end up being a D3 guy, though, which I know won't make everybody happy. 
Um, at some point, Hauser's got to get good again. And there just haven't been. Um, North Miami's got a six 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 seven kid who has an amazing mullet. It's pretty productive. <laughs> Rebounds well for them. I can't remember his name to save my life. But has an amazing mullet. Does an amazing <laughs> mullet. Makes Logan Duncombs look tame. Hey, he's his is a cut now. It's cut, it's, yeah. He looks a lot, he looks a lot better. I mean, Riverside, you know, they got a new coach, Stephen Calhoun. Got a chance if he's if he's got some kids there, but I don't I think they're gonna be pretty lean this year. They were the original home of David Merriweather. I mean, that's it, man. It's I mean, that's that's it. So, I, I mean, that's – I think Wyatt Thornburg was the one – and Brandon Myers were the two names that probably we should at least throw out there, right? So Yeah. Um, as far as kids that will be productive and and will, will make a name for themselves. But, all right, man, well, I think we did pretty good. We have four recordings. We're going to record our normal podcast tomorrow, Sunday late Sunday morning and all of them will drop. I might drop these previews tomorrow night. We'll see. I've already gotten some text messages wanting to know when we're publishing them. <laughs> the demand is out there. It's great. <laughs> Tyler, appreciate your time this week. Yeah. We did, we did a marathon it's... level of recording. Yeah. It's been fun. It goes, it goes back to goes back to mostly once a week until we get ready for the state tournament. We do our state our class previews for that again. We come back and do that and and hopefully our state tournament draw show that we do this year won't have nudity in it. That'd be great. <laughs> you get a better handle on how to work Zoom <laughs> and, and stream it live on Twitch. But anyway, all right man, we will we'll talk tomorrow. Uh, and then everybody will be listening to this either Sunday night or, or Monday morning. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks.